You're listening to the Blender Institute podcast, brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Are you getting tired of screaming voices in your head? Plug your ear holes with humidity on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org. Joining us today is Andy Goralchik. Hello. Pablo Vasquez. Hello. Francesco Zidi. Hi. Sibren Stuvel. Hello. And I'm Yalti Almsson. Here's your host, Francesco! Hello. Ow. Welcome, we are back, and welcome back. And I'm back. Welcome back, Yalti. <laughs> welcome to the episode number 30 of the Blender Institute podcast. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's it's really cool. We are we keep going, right? Oh yeah. So that's uh, we are back. We are back in the Blender Institute. We are back from Annecy, where we met lots of people. It was a really cool, really great experience. Uh, our past episode was all about that. So if you want to know more, it's all there. Our little diary of the Annecy experience. And now we are actually back to the agent and back to the cloud and back to answering uh, any questions that we get asked on the Blender Cloud. And uh, we get down to it with Pablo and the community news. Hey, so the biggest news, this is a major announcement, <laughs> a bit late to the party, but Blender got a Twitter account, Yay! like an official one, like a real thing. It's not they had the, the ad Blender 3D that everybody uses it. Uh, no, it's not that. Yeah. That uh, was uh, registered by another um, uh, group of Blender users. They also post Blender stuff, but it's usually in uh, Portuguese. And it has official stuff, although not official, but it has announcements that they think it's official, but it wasn't like the real thing for like Blender releases or at least in English. <laughs> so now we got one. It's Blender underscore org. It's on, yeah, it's on Twitter. It's going to be very low traffic. Of course, it's going to be only for announcements and for uh, like releases or uh, today there was a tweet about... Um, about films, about stuff in SeaGraph, maybe Summer of Code, but yeah. Uh, follow it and it's not going to be spam, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> it also has a Facebook, by the way. Not a lot of people know, but uh, Blender has a Facebook uh, page and a Google Plus page. page. That wow. Even less people know about that. Yeah, it's very obscure. Is that still a thing, Google Plus? Still people going. Are, still wow, going. Uh, okay. Keep throwing money at it. Yeah, that's the Google wave, right? <laughs> no, no, that was a failure. Okay, never mind. You I have to try. You, ha you have to try. Yeah, you got to never try. You don't know. So, <laughs> but it's, it's lasting way longer than. Yeah. than yeah. Uh, it has. A, I don't know. I, I don't use it myself. But do you guys use it? No, uh, I, I have used it at some point. I think it's pretty okay. I actually like the interface and stuff more than than Facebook, but hardly anybody is on there. So yeah, yeah, it's kind of the issue. Even yeah. even if they brought all these amazing tools and whatnot, there were there were just not that many people on there. And if I want to make a status or whatever, I, I'll reach ninety eight percent of the people I want to reach on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the main issue. Yeah, but so that's the thing because it's not so powerful on a personal way. Then people tend to be on it a bit less. But what I've noticed is that uh, the Blender community, for example, is there. And there are quite a few groups, also different languages and uh, uh, different geographical areas that are that are really hanging there and using it as a forum and using it for discussions. So I think it's good that uh, there is a, a bit of an effort to also be there with official announcements and stuff, because then it's, it's easier to reach out to those communities. 
But yeah, I think that one of the main issues with the platform is that on a personal level is not so is not so useful because there are already two big players or three. And yeah. Blender also has an official MySpace page, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's not a thing anymore. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Now, then again, the, it's the still Google around, right? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. They rewent. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah. It tried to breathe new life. They, it, it got bought some by by some huge company. I can't remember which one. Okay. And then they no. <laughs> and then they re-released the entire thing with a new interface, whatnot, uh, which looked sleek. And, like, ah, and I'm late. going back to the yeah, exactly. It's, it's too little, too mm. late, and all that. And it has this associated stigma, like every um, when somebody. Um, drops their email and I hear it ends with hotmail.com I cringe oh. <laughs> and I mean it's it's not it's almost not fair because there's probably nothing wrong with it but but by the way it's always like you know hamster 69 at or whatever it's always some weird like, yeah. did, they couldn't get the thing they wanted they were 18 when they made it well yeah it, mine also has numbers like that yeah. and it's very, i'm not gonna share it <laughs> my hotmail account uh, yeah, yeah it's a very embarrassing name too yeah so what about linkedin then anyone mm. here on linkedin oh yeah. actually got yeah, bought by microsoft yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, but does anyone use it i've never used no, it no I'm, I'm in it but uh yeah. it's just to just to be in it <laughs> yeah same yeah. here it's same just here. it's just a place where everybody's vouching for each other and that's kind of how i use it but i I don't in the I most superficial way. Yeah, possible. totally superficial. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, I'm only there because people told me I should be there. And then, you know, whenever I get a notice, that's the only reason why I might click over there and accept somebody as a connection and then I leave that thing. Yeah. I leave the place. I yeah. only didn't go there because I got so many like people you get those emails, hey, someone wanted to invite you, perfect blah blah blah, blah yeah. profile on NDS voicemail. And, and his yeah. computer sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to endorse you. Uh, it, uh. Yeah, the, if, if you ever go on LinkedIn, the first thing you do is put the, the preferences, the settings for the email notifications and you take it down to only the bare essentials. Like really, otherwise it's like I don't know, every week you get an email just saying somebody what like is in, might be interested in seeing your page or something like that. It's yeah. so vague. Well, Why are you saw it and you have three new views. Click here yeah. to view who and then you click the thing and it's like we can only tell you about this one guy that watched it and you can't like we can't reveal the I've, other four. Well, yeah, what I've the... also seen that somebody clicked on your profile, click here to find out who. Now you have to pay for this. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what on. the hell? <laughs> Okay, yeah. Blender Network. Who's? Uh, I heard that's great. What yes, I heard that yeah. we are actually implementing that feature for. Hey, we're <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, gonna start getting weird emails. Uh, find out. Yes, who is who here is at the Blender uh, Network? Andy, are you at the Blender Network? I'm. Uh, ah. I got an. Uh, I got an invitation. Yes. By those awesome guys and. Uh, Clearly not yeah. awesome enough. And they they are staring at me right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't make my profile page yet. Mm. But Hjalti is there. I'm there. Yeah, you nice. are. Nice. Thank you. Yeah, uh, I've never had. I've. I, I haven't had to freelance for years and years now, so there's never been that big incentive to be there and to try to utilize it. Yeah. Uh, but from what I hear, it's really great. <laughs> if you if you want to freelance, or you want to grab some freelancers or even educators, right? Yeah, yeah. There is a yeah, especially for educators. There yeah. is a lot there, and Sibren is there too. I am there too. Yeah, and uh, 
it's been when we were in Annecy, of course, uh, we also represented a bit for the Blender network. And uh, it's still clear and it's still evident that now the Blender network is needed because it's it's a great uh, um, place to give visibility to companies and freelancers and professionals in general and educators that are using Blender to answer the question, who is using Blender? Because back in the day when the Blender network was announced, maybe some people had skepticism. Like, uh, of course, there is LinkedIn, which is like uh, half a billion users. So, of course, if you you know search for people who know Blender, you can type Blender there and you find a lot of stuff. You find groups and everything. But uh, is quite different than answering the question, who is using? So you just go on blendernetwork.org and that is your answer. And uh, still quite useful. So we, we've been pointing people there a lot. And uh, we are trying to grow it more and more, especially reaching out to high-profile um, groups and companies that really employ 10, 20, 50 people. And they use Blender in their pipeline for like 10, 20 people working with Blender every day to make film. And we really want to put more emphasis on that because that is still a question. It's amazing. I mean, maybe not so amazing, but <laughs> people really still wonder if you can do something with it. So I think it's a really good mission for the network to get that answer loud and clear out there. So how creepy do you want to take it? Like uh, Facebook sending me notifications, some a friend of yours is nearby right now, <laughs> like within yeah. two kilometers. Blender what the, user uh, nearby. That, that yeah. commercial that you're watching now is actually made by Blender. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, you get a pop-up. Three people, you know, within the 10 kilometer radius just open Blender. Yeah. <gasps> Whoa. Yeah, those kind of things are so fun. They are creepy, but <laughs> you, you think about how you would solve a problem like that or like how you would implement it and it's really fun to think about. But yeah, we don't do that kind of stuff. Wow, yeah. imagine. Yeah. Hey, it looks like your render is slow and ask us <laughs> other heads around your area. Wow. wow. So yeah, the endless possibilities of cringe marketing. Yeah. Okay, so maybe we can that, move yeah. on. Okay, sorry, a bit uh, <laughs> off topic, but let's go back to the community news. So... Um, one of the things that we shared in the in this new uh, Twitter account for Blender was uh, that at SeaGraph there will be not one, not two, but three Blender films at the Electronic Theater in the Computer Animation Festival. Whoa. Yes, we already announced this, but for the Blender Institute uh, uh, projects only, uh, Cosmos Laundromat and Glass Half, but also alike will Yay. be there. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Pepperlands alike. Uh, well, Daniel Martinez Lara and uh, Rafa Cano. Rafa <laughs> Khan. Uh, both are uh, directing. Yeah, so yeah. totally deserved. But I didn't see it in the trailer. I actually uh, yeah. uh, watched the, the trailer mm. of. And they didn't. Yeah, yeah and it, it was it? super weird. Like the, the, the selection of stuff that got in there was a bit like only the fast action, action kind of paced stuff. And Victor. Victor. <laughs> Victor. Yeah, yeah, like so, one. But the, the anti-Lama propaganda is so heavy. I don't know. <laughs> I, the Lama had his moment to shine. Yeah. So it was two years ago. And it actually made it to the real. I remember. Yes. Oh, really? oh, yeah. It was in the real. It was in yes. the real. Oh, wow. uh, with yeah. the Grande Lama. Yeah. Wow. Because, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, that they No, it was uh, Lama... Drama. Lama drama? Lama drama. Really? Wow. Yeah. Blender interna. Yeah, I think wow, so. Yeah. Success. And that's I big, remember. Yeah, with the Lama <laughs> trying to cross the road. That shot of him when he's trying, like he puts his foot and the cars are passing by and he's really? turning his head. Yeah. 
and uh, that was the only one that was really accepted into the festival and that's according to the regulation because we, we've been trying to get the more Lama dramas yeah. and Lamas. No, it's only one Lama every five years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a oh, yeah. Lama no. quota. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, and uh, for that reason, they, they do not, uh, they do not uh, accept that. So, so that's why we, you think we couldn't get the Grandi Lama? Yeah. yeah, they do not accept series. So mm. it, even if it looks different and it's a different story and it's not really a series because it doesn't have like hundreds of episodes, so they really stick to the rules. And so uh, next yeah. year we, we put in the Otti uh, spin-off, which yeah. is yeah. a one-time... Yeah, Otti Nandes. And the, the <laughs> name has to be a penguin yeah. uh, pun or whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that, that would work. Yeah. Okay. Probably, I don't know. I cannot guarantee. And then but if yeah. if Coral just sticks in face in his face in there for oh, two seconds, flags, and, oh, you're out, you're out, you're out. No llamas. No way. Yeah. That's so, so sad. We lost our chance. Yeah. Well, but we 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 had it. It we, was great. It was great to be there. It was yes. really appreciated. Uh, and so, I mean, it's good to make more stuff. It's a good message. Mm -hmm. So yeah. hypothetically, if we made Cosmos Laundromat Chapter Two, yeah, okay. it could not be part of the yeah. Yeah, okay. In theory, yeah. Wow. Well, Cops it's not as serious, is it? It depends. It depends. It's really like Only on that. That's a different level, the right? The first part as well. And <laughs> oh, <laughs> every year we keep resubmitting the yeah. same thing, but with a little bit more. It's longer. It's yeah. longer. It's it's longer. We promise. It's different this yeah, time. Wow. All these people making these franchises and what's yeah. up with that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Cars Three. What the. Uh. <laughs> Oh, all right. So more news. This one actually, I only read about it today. That the uh, what Blender was used in World of Warcraft. Mm. What? Oh. Yes. Wow. For so what? visual effects supervisor Bill Westenhofer uh, had had an interview with the movie maker about the uh, about the the work that he did for World of Warcraft, and he mentions the Blender and uh, he was yeah. Blender and After Effects for one of the the shots even that made it to, wow. the, to the movie. It almost feels like somebody's coming out of the closet and we have this gay podcast and we're like, Ooh, <laughs> one of us, one of us. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, actually very nice uh, surprise to, yeah. to read that. I, I didn't get to read the whole uh, interview, but... Yeah, I, uh, I read it. It was... Uh... It's, it's interesting because it's mostly about his uh, job as a visual effects supervisor and how the job of the of visual effects supervisor is changing and how it was to work with ILM and to work with Blizzard. And then it's just drop, name dropping, yeah, Blender and After yeah. Effects. And uh, that's fun because is, it's just uh, just like that. It's like, it doesn't which matter. Which is how it should be. Yeah. I mean, we are super excited <laughs> and we think like, uh, of course, what I did is open the, the article, Control F, and then uh, <laughs> search for Blender. Or how many times it's mentioned? I know, it's just mentioned like any other software. Like, uh, yeah. I used it. Oh. And yeah, we, we get too, <laughs> too excited about <laughs> these things. But yeah. this is the way it should be, right? Yeah. But isn't that great, though? I mean, that uh, like years ago, you used to, you know, send an email or call the company, do a meeting and stuff. Oh, no, we're going to have to put this character in. Uh no, now you can just uh, <laughs> make it in Blender. Download Blender, done. And you, yeah. Yeah, you don't even have to install Blender. That's a cool yeah. thing. You don't need to hire another company just to do it. To do it. So that was pretty cool. And the link is on the description if you want to read it. Um, more news. Oh, yeah, we, we mentioned uh, Pepelan. And of course, this is like weekly news. There is a new <laughs> test for the Grease Pencil version 2. But now with brushes, with wow. actual brushes, wow. so you can 
Yeah, Grease Pencil is getting out of, <laughs> out of yeah. control. So now supports brushes. You can, um, well, brushes, it's the brush settings. So you can change like the, the randomness or the cheater, yeah. cheater, so you can actually make it. <laughs> <laughs> You're <laughs> not wrong. No, I mean, <laughs> no one is correcting you. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's, it's interesting at Annecy, there was a 2D artist that talked to me about like Blender and I'm, you know, kind of pitching it that, yeah, you can all do all these grease pencil things. And I think after talking about the grease pencil and about the latest things, all the pros and cons, I think the only thing that where I was like, yeah, but, you know, it would be kind of cool if it had different brushes. Yeah. I didn't know this was coming. Yeah, oh, I so didn't that either. It's really cool. Yeah, I got the, the first question. Somebody asked, uh, would be nice if you had brushes. And then yeah. they asked um, uh, Daniel. And yeah, the only thing people uh, wonder is if they have brushes. Yeah, sure. And he sent me a screenshot. Uh, <laughs> like they were working on it and now it, it's there. It's a, it's a branch actually. You can actually compile it yourself. So everybody can test it, and there is a wiki page also. There is because that's what I was asking you. It's not also. official wiki; it's okay. like a personal for Antonio, mm. the developer mm. that is working on it. But, uh, but yeah, there is, there is. There yeah, is. it's great. But it's amazing. Like if you see the, the the video. It's also in the description. It's a, it looks watercolor ish. <laughs> it's pretty nice. And of course, Danielle is making these amazing animations and tests. Yeah, of course. So thank you guys for that. And last but not least is the is a new from the Blender Network. It's a it's about the B3D 101 education platform. Francesco? Yeah. So recently we got a, a, a message uh, about this uh, cool website b3d101.org. I think. Yes. Yeah. And um, it's a, it's an initiative uh, that was started by. Uh, Jeroen and Monique from AtMind. They are uh, software developers that brought us the update of the compositor in Blender back when we were working on Tears of Steel. And they have always been involved on and off in the Blender development and uh, in education. And uh, they put together this website out of the need of providing um, parents and teachers that want to uh, show and teach Blender to kids. So it's really something uh, meant from 10 to 15, uh, that, that range. So if you're really like just getting started with the computers and you're getting started with 3Ds, probably nowadays you get started with computers when you're five, but uh, <laughs> when you want to get started with 3D, uh, you th they try to develop an approach that is uh, kids-friendly, basically. So maybe that is not so boring and it introduces all the concepts uh, of 3D, um, uh, 3D technology that are quite complex. In a in a nice and easy way, and uh, they they made the website. They started to get collaboration with also other teachers from uh, the UK and from Germany, and they have a calendar of events where uh, they organize workshops and classes, and they provide materials also to other uh, teachers. For example, they want to 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 get the same curriculum, and uh, we think it's a really cool initiative. Uh, you should check. Uh, there is a little blog post on the Blender Network website, so blendernetwork.org. You will see there. And uh, you can learn more about it. And it's great to see Blender being adopted in those areas too, because those are the first steps. If you get Blender there, then people are used to see it around and then they maybe stick to it. And it's really worth it because Blender being light and free is perfect for these kind of, of things. Yeah. So we are really happy about uh, these initiatives and we wish there were more. And we are sure there are more. So if there are, please uh, share it with us and we are happy to... Uh, amplify and retweet and reblog and talk about it. 
yeah, you can get in touch with uh, with us on blendernetwork.org slash contact or on Twitter also at Blender Network. That's it for the community news so far. About Blender development news, there hasn't been much going on in the like the official master branch of Blender. There has been a lots of, uh, of of optimizations and cycles and cleanups and Brecht have been working very hard. Sergey too, even though he's not here this week's, but he's been working on uh, optimizations. But the Summer of Code branches have been very active, um, all of them. Like uh, if you see, like the Layer Manager, the UV tools, the um, uh, well, all of them. And it's midterm evaluation time for Google Summer of Code. Is it? Is coming? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. So wow. it's almost it's, already. It means it's yeah. halfway. But summer started. Yes. I know it's midterm, <laughs> yeah, but it no, looks like it started, we're, we're, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Well, what so is it now? Is summer, it? summer of Code started on May twenty third. Oh. I think. So no, it's, tw it's 23rd. Yeah. So two days yeah, yeah. ago, summer, not the official summer. It's yeah, we're halfway through the summer. It's supposed to be summer, yeah. And that's <laughs> no, no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't started. you see? There was a bit of sun today. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from 2.05 to 2.05. <laughs> I missed it. I was in the toilet. No. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, that's also something that is midterm. coming, midterm evaluations. So we hope to see more and more activities as a, a Google Summer of Code students frantically try to get towards the deadline <laughs> and getting something out there so that people, or besides their mentors, can actually see what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. Wow. Already. Jeez, so fast. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, so that's for development news so, so far, I think. We are ready to move to the cloud. Yeah. On the cloud. So the somebody cloud. has been staying here yep. for several days. Yep. All by himself. All by well with Sergey. With Sergey, that's true. Yeah. Playing Well, he still managed to lose two Nerf war battles. I don't know how <laughs> that's possible. <laughs> oh, guess friendly fire was on. Yeah, yeah I guess that was it. Yeah. Checking the battle. Oh ouch. <laughs> so yeah, somebody has been here and working yep. on the cloud, and that is Sebra. So how's it been going? Ah, it's going well. Um, I've been working on the new home project, which means that we give people the ability to sync their Blender settings. So that is almost done. Um, we hope we can. Well, I think we can release that early next week, maybe, mm -hmm. or yes, at least start definitely. rolling out to some some people we know, so that they can test it. Uh, without everybody having access to it all at the same time. And breaking everything. Exactly. So we can do some A-B testing. I think we can start that next week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you want to test it, leave a comment maybe below. Yeah, if you want to, yeah, if you want to help out, please. Yeah. yeah. And um, another part of the home project is uh, pastebin functionality. Ooh. And we want to also include that in Blender so that if you have a render, you push a button, it gets uploaded to, uh, to the cloud. And then you can get a URL where you can easily share stuff. So... That is also something we're looking into and hopefully also have that quite close to release. But wow, it so might take a bit longer to, to also implement that on the Blender side and, and really clean it up. Yeah, and one of the things that we are focusing on the most, of course, is to give full control to the user about what they publish, how they can unpublish it, how they can share it with the different users. It's not simply that you put something there and it's there public for the world and you can't do anything about it anymore. And that's uh, something that you see in, in some websites. Uh, you, you can uh, publish things anonymously, which is great, but then it 
might get hard for you to remove it or to limit access yeah. and things like that. So we understand, that, of course, when you're working or you're dealing with work in progress, you want to actually keep track of what you publish so that you also make sure you are sharing the right version and stuff like that. Yeah. So that is, uh, we, we are trying to make a, a, a something that fits with the whole cloud workflow. So that is a bit, uh, yeah, you have control basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, Sibren, can you maybe explain a bit more about uh, the synchronization functionality that you're working on with Blender? Blender Sync. Blender Sync, yeah. Um, effectively, it just uploads certain files to the cloud. So that would be your user preference.blend, your startup.blend, uh, recent files, text, and bookmarks. So you click on the push to cloud button and that all moves into the cloud. And that's also linked to your current Blender version. So just like you have in your config directory, you have a config for each Blender version that you ran on that machine. Um, that you, you see exactly the same structure on the cloud. Uh, so you can push in on 1.7.6 and then later pull 177. Uh, by default, it will pull from the current version, but I'm also making a button that allows you just to pick one version and then it takes that one. Wow. Can you save like multiple versions of your user settings for the same Blender version? Uh, not at the moment, but if people are requesting that as a feature, we can certainly look at it. Yeah, because the original idea for this design is you could go in many ways, like, for example, providing multiple startup.blend. Yeah. That's something we talked about. And uh, before doing that, though, we thought, okay, how does Blender itself support this? And the answer is it doesn't really. It doesn't really. Yeah. So maybe if we want to, to go in that direction, I think it might be good to also think from that perspective and see, okay, maybe there is something that needs to be done in Blender too to support this well. And uh, so we are like, okay, postponing this a little bit. And then maybe in the future, you can have like a startup that can allow you to select different uh, uh, startups.blend, yeah. which kind of starts to enter the workflow zone. So yeah, I'm going to do sculpting. I'm going to do video editing. Like mm. those are simple Windows configuration, but it can be much more than that. And so having that also in the Blender side, thinking about that in the Blender side, I think it helps also us when we make the, the thing in the cloud. So. Yeah. Can I ask a question? So are you going to uh, provide sharing functionality as well? So I, Because, I mean, you see every once in a while, you see people sharing their uh, theme settings with other people because you make a great theme, you want to share it with someone, and then you have to get the, the Python file and whatever. What if you could just give people a link and then, hey, here's a theme, and they click it and uh, they put it in a thing and the thing and the thing and, and then the <laughs> and thing happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sounds yeah. I, I think especially when uh, I start my work for the Nimble Collective working on BAM, mm -hmm. uh, we might actually combine that with Blender Sync and Blender Sharing yeah. so that we can maybe use BAM or something similar um, to pack a theme or uh, a model or a material library or whatnot into a blend file and then share that. Then we have one package format that can contain these things. Nice. Yeah. In the case of things, it might be even simpler because it's just an XML file. Sure. So there's, there's not there's really nothing plenty, to pack. For like right now we can just send files to the cloud, download them from the cloud again. Um, so there is effectively no limit to which files we can sync. Mm. Maybe we um, can hack that. It's like a yeah no it's not right. out yet it's not it's a just hack. okay. hacking it already it's yes. like not even there <laughs> well I mean if you can save the bookmarks text you could 
export the X, uh, XML, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just, just thinking about it. <laughs> it's a matter of seeing what people actually want to use, how yeah. they want to use that, and then building it in in a, in a useful way. Yeah. Uh, because we can, of course, add any functionality to Blender we want and upload any file yeah. we want, but people won't be really happy with that uh, because it will become too generic because we don't, yeah, we would just be adding features. Yeah. Just so. But I mean, in, in theory, it's just that uh, in the future, you can just go anywhere in the world on a computer that has Blender installed and then activate the add-on, log in, and then you get all your stuff, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah that, that might be a good reason why having multiple startups of Blend, but besides the sculpt or like the, the workflow-based, maybe it's better for like work or our house, for example. In, in my case, I would use it when I'm at home. I would... I want different uh, folder structure. When, when I'm at work, I have a different... Well, this is for people that use Blender at work and at home. Everywhere. Oh, Every, you, of course, yeah, who doesn't do that, doesn't right? Yeah. Shower. Yeah. So my shower set up. Well, the, the sink already takes care of a little bit of that because certain settings we don't sync. So oh. For example, your temporary directory, we don't set it when we pull in new settings, which means that if you have a dual boot situation between Windows and Linux... You can just set your temporary directory to whatever makes sense on that platform and not care about it being overwritten. Oh, all right. And same goes for DPI, for example. So you can sync your Screen. awesome high DPI retina display at home with your simple monitor at your work or vice versa. That's smart. And nice. it will just keep working. What about uh, other system settings like uh, graphics card, CUDA? Uh... CUDA also is not synced. The, the CUDA card, the rest is. Like trackball, turntable, shortcuts. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's all synced. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So uh, also for uh, key maps? Yeah, because that's all in userpress.blend. So nice. Uh, it, it syncs everything. That's pretty cool. So you that have... also includes add on preferences, by the way. As long yeah. as they're saved with the add on preferences uh, mechanism that's there in Blender, yeah. the add on prefs are also synced. The add-ons themselves are not. not so the add-ons that are enabled or disabled, they're not. Yeah, but they're not downloaded uh, and, or uploaded. So if you have a custom add-on uh, somewhere, it won't be sent to the Blender Cloud because that is a kind yeah. of worm so you don't want to open quite no, of yet. of course not. Exactly. I wanted to actually mention this, but you did. So yeah. not, uh, it's uh, we've been asked about this already, so it's nice to mention it indeed. And uh, we we we've been doing a bit of research, and uh, is really not uh, not yet. Uh, we would like to get something to work in the future, but the the problems that you get if you would allow add-on synchronization are really on a different level. So we keep that uh, uh, off the table for the moment. Yeah, no, it's okay. a really a kind of worms. One one reason is that some add-ons are sh shipping with huge number of files, and, textures, and large images. textures, everything all in the add-ons directory. So we can't go synchronizing a gigabyte of add-ons no. every every time you want to sync. No, we, we shouldn't do that. But wow, this is really exciting. Blender really gets connected to the cloud. So this oh, yeah. is a new add-on, right? No, it's an extension of the Texture Browser add-on. So the oh. label Texture Browser is going to be removed at some point and it will just be the, the Blender cloud, cloud add-on that has all this awesome functionality in one package. It's a long name. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might work on the name a little like, bit. Shrink yeah. it down to like a boy band, B-Sync or something. <laughs> B-Sync. Oh. 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 B-Sync boys. That, yeah. <laughs> So this was my contribution to this topic. Uh, I would like to thank like, all of you. you. I was looking at you. I was like, well, you are really on point. No, I was really thinking about it. Yeah, you, you were concentrated. I was like, oh, I wonder what he's going to say. <laughs> that was it. Oh, it sounds really cool. And I, I keep imagining, uh, because there are certain instances where I will update some you know, key settings or preferences uh, at work. And then I come home and I forgot exactly what it was. But I'll realize later because it oh something doesn't work. Well, oh, it's because of that thing. So yeah, yeah having it sync up, it would be great. Pull from cloud. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna forget that, but at least that's one <laughs> button to press. Yeah. Well, you're going to forget <laughs> that you had to push it to the cloud in the first place. Uh, who are you? Where am I? <laughs> yeah, I know we need to change the name of that, by the way. <laughs> no. Push and pull is too nerd. We we should save. Oh, this save uh, to and from. Makes sense. Oh, we can talk about it. <laughs> Make an icon for it or something. <laughs> But yeah, great yeah. news. So yeah, and then uh, more cloud development. And this time, Pablo has also been on fire, clouds on fire. So what yes. have you been up to? So after, well, last week was Annecy and the week of the week prior, pr prior to that, I was using Blender a lot. <gasps> so I decided not to use Blender this week. And <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. You have to balance Blender, it. Yeah. Go full uh, website. No, like one of the, also regarding this, the home project, um, and one of the things that we did recently was to change the the homepage or the the landing page, basically for people that are not subscribed or not logged into the. They actually, they are not logged into the Blender Cloud uh, with a presentation of what the cloud is and what are the services that we have. Before that, when once you log in, you will have like a big message. Like in this case, now it's coming in this VR, and then you have the blog updates, and then you have the latest assets, and then you have the latest comments. And they were all in different parts of the page, so it was a bit uh, hard to read and follow. So now uh, we've been talking about it, and now uh, this week I implemented it. It's a basically a, a wall of of updates. <laughs> it's uh, the the big message now is a bit smaller. The blog update is still there, and there is a, a big stream of, of news now in the in the front page of the cloud. There will be next week. Cool. So uh, it, it's unifying all the latest uh, content, latest comments, latest um, assets, but also give more emphasis to the to your own projects. Like right now, to see your own projects in the cloud, you have to click on your face in the corner, your uh, avatar, yeah. and then my projects. So we're bringing that to the homepage, so you always see it there. Nice. And so if you're if you're not logged in, that also gets you an still, update. Yeah, I know you still see the, the the old page, like what is the cloud? Yeah, yeah. Because that's the biggest thing. Yeah. But uh, since more people are going to be logged in, uh, uh, I guess because that's something we didn't mention about the the Blender Sync. But who is going to be this think, for? Ah, yeah. The idea is that uh, we will provide the the basic functionality of uh, of Blender Sync to everyone. So this will be a free feature for all. So if you have Blender and a Blender ID, and therefore also you can access the Blender Cloud without the subscription, you can just uh, log in there, you will be able to benefit from this feature. So we we think it's really useful and uh, it's, uh, it's a great investment for us to provide this, uh, this functionality. So we are happy to provide it for free. And uh, the details of what is going to be available 
are going to, of course, be announced in the detail when we release the service. Yes. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's why uh, since more people are going to be seeing what is in the cloud logged in, even if you don't have a subscription, we also thought, okay, we have so much content, but it sometimes gets lost or the or, or it gets... Yeah, we feature it for a bit or we tweet about it, but it's never there. So we thought of having like a random... Um, random asset of uh, of of the day, or yeah. or it's just when you refresh the page or something like that. So that's also in the front page, and now everybody can can see it, especially for free assets, because we have over like, last time I checked was over a hundred free videos and assets, models and tutorials on the cloud that are just there, and they get lost if you don't actually go and search. Yeah, for there them. is search. Yeah. You can see people search for free things, yeah. so they find. But it's also nice if you just have it there and you can yeah. you happen to watch it. So, yeah. yeah. So that's something we also wanted to bring back to the to the homepage together with the, my projects, projects sharing with me, and the home project basically. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So that's what I've been working on this week. Next cool. week, uh, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, next nice. week at the next podcast, I think we will be able to report on how it went. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if something broke. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't do releases on Friday anymore. Yeah. No, we don't. <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why well, we used to do it, but yeah, I said no. Don't release on Friday. When was the, when was the last time you released something on a Friday? Um, that must have gone. That must have been quite a story to tell, right? <laughs> yeah, because we didn't do it anymore. <laughs> I think the last time we released on Friday, I was hacking some fixes like at two at night or something. Oh yeah, we were here. I remember we were here. it yeah. was uh, we were when we did. We, were fixing <laughs> we did the um, the the latest um, in the front page. Uh, you know, when you show yeah. it was for when you're logged in for your dashboard, showing the the latest blog posts and everything there. Yeah. The, the latest assets, that stream of updates, and you just rewrote the whole functionality for that. Yeah. So it looked great. And then after a while, yeah, we went out for for dinner, and then we came back, and everything was broken. Last, and then <laughs> final unexpected thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then after that, we were like, okay, we just yeah. uh, it doesn't help because it it's like that every time. It's not that it was just that, but uh, after a while, maybe you have to travel in the weekend, or you just want to have a weekend. So then just don't do it and have your weekend. Also, never ever uh, go and press render on a Friday evening thinking that on Monday morning you get something awesome that, <laughs> oh, that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's always like, oh no, there's that one pink texture that I forgot. Oh. Yeah. Just don't, just go away. What are you doing but, on Friday in front of the computer anyway? Just go. Yeah. yeah. So don't like don't even do anything. Lock screen. Yeah. Lock screen. That pink everything. texture will be so smooth and noise free. Yeah. Fifty thousand samples. Of yes. Things. Amazing. No, yeah, I did it with the graphics card also when I was rendering a few weeks ago. And I didn't know that if the graphics card um the one that you use for display, because we I was testing rendering with both graphic cards. Oh right, yeah. And if the one that is used by the display it gets locked for uh, for a period of time. It just times out, and then the render stops. So mm. I didn't know that. Wow! Luckily, yeah. I have a Russian here that told me about <laughs> it. So yeah, that's how I learned. The um, and the fix was just to use if you're gonna render something that it will take too long, then just either make the the tile smaller or use the graphics card that you don't use for display, like uh, the one that the, the secondary one. 
And thanks to that, I managed uh, to get Sergey Sir, uh, <laughs> to add a label next to the graphics card that is used for display. Oh, yeah. so cool. Yes, that is that awesome. really good. So, ah, it's a nice tip for, uh, for everybody listening. Yeah, if yeah. you have uh, five uh, 1080s in your computer, you know which one is driving your display. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, in this case, I have two 980s yeah. and they have the same name. So, yes. You have a, nine, a TI and a non-TI, right? I have a Quadro K something something Quadro? and uh, a T, 980 TI. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm the, the I used to be a, a graphics card nerd and know everything. That was ten years ago, maybe <laughs> I think. Now I a like, GeForce MX yeah, 440. I had that GeForce Five. I don't know. Well, mm. I had an MX Voodoo. <laughs> There. Oh, 3D oh, effects oh, voodoo. voodoo. Wow. Oh, yeah. I had an ATI once for the longest time, and it was so bad with Blender. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> still yeah. is, right? No, are are they good? Any? I think they're pretty decent. The ATIs, yeah. But I don't know the exact status. I know that AMD gave us some stuff to get a split uh, Kodak kernel and to so AD, but, ATI is AMD. Yeah, yeah. That's so weird. AT why? Yes, why because one bought the other. Okay, but years ago, yeah. So it's not ATM or <laughs> no. That's where you get cash from. Oh, this is what, who you pay cash. <laughs> oh. Interesting. All right, cool. So <laughs> a bit of topic. The yeah, the, the yeah. my chair is squeaking. Okay, so I think we can talk about the studio news. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there are a couple of uh, artists here, and uh, two. Yeah, like little. <laughs> and uh, hey, what's up? We need more, more of these. <laughs> so okay, Chalti, you've been so, working on the barbershop. So because now it's back to the barbershop, right? Yes. So um, agent, for, the, the agent, yeah, uh, three two seven. Yeah. Um, for the past weeks, we've been trying to cram more than three minutes worth of story into ninety seconds, which is um, impossible, and. It, that's we just have to tell that to ourselves. It's impossible. Um, it's impossible. Are, it's a, yes, thank you. Um, uh, also, if we want to trim all the little fat away, and we just want to take the elements that we like and, and try to cram those into the ninety seconds or whatnot, it it's even worse because now you have these scenes that are like these shots or scenes that are interesting or these elements that are interesting. But they, it, seem, it seems like a sketch show all of a sudden because it's not really bleeding from one to another. It's not really connecting that well or flowing into another, uh, one another. Um, so what we decided to do now is that I made um, a treatment of the script, got feedback, made another one, made three versions, and then we decided on a treatment in which most of the things we really like are there. Some things were kind of trimmed down. Um, some things were kind of merged together so they wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't take you all over the place. And we have to accept the fact that that thing that we have will never be uh, shorter than two minutes. But we want to make it as close to two minutes as possible. So when Ton signed his Four name minutes. on it, he wrote next to his name two minutes five seconds. <laughs> so, so you see the the five seconds of credits. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I don't, I hope we're not counting the credits. Uh, no, no, are we? No, no, okay. No, no. <laughs> you can just swap the five and the zero. Yeah, yeah. Five. He'll never notice. Yeah, 
Uh, it's a, it's been a quite of a struggle, but now we are you know more or less happy with what we have. It's a it's a conceit on many levels, but at least it it feels like it syncs together, it flows together, and we got Matthias to work with us to do a storyboard treatment on it. Matthias Mendiola. Matthias Mendiola. Mendiola. From, yeah. from Cosmos and Caminandes fame. Yes, the one and only. Yes. It's a brilliant story artist, uh, illustrator, board. No, board, board design, <laughs> board, I don't know, I don't know. Board game? No, but, uh, storyboard artist, yeah, just my mind goes to board games all the time. <laughs> also a uh, Nerf gun fanatic. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 so, <laughs> just all the things I like. Um, yeah, he, so he's been doing some treatments now, and he's still working on it. He's been doing great, great work. Um, it's, I'm just really happy about working with him, and he will bring a fresh angle to it. So he's already seen, I mean, he has the the kind of the beat list of the story itself. So I made like a little really uh, shrunk down synopsis of the entire thing. And then the script itself, which is, you know, pretty detailed. And he has the previous version, which has some of the scenes that are more or less accurate. And then some things that are just totally not accurate. Like it's a, it's a leftover from a bygone era, an old script. Uh, so he can use that as reference or just take another angle at it and just see what he comes up with. Then, yeah, while he's doing that, and I'm giving him a little bit of feedback, but what I want to focus on this week is try to go back to the characters, to the rigs themselves, and try to make, uh, to try to work with the rigs and make something simple that defines a little bit the characters and the style. So, you know, the starting off point is a walk cycle. Uh, so, what was it, two years ago that we made the original and uh, agent test? Yeah, 14, 2014. Wow, it's two years ago. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, so, when I did that, I also did a walk cycle, kind of a cartoony one. Looking back at it now, hmm. I cringe so badly because that guy oh. is so different from the one we have now. And the one we have now is far superior, I think. What about the animation? The animation is not that bad, but it, it fits more that... Uh, the the old one like because the old one has a bigger head so the bigger character hands. is ugly so animation <laughs> no well i mean he's more uh he's more he's closer to the proportions of the comic uh -huh. book meaning that big head big feet uh bigger hands and all that lends itself to more exaggerated movement a little bit more cartooniness but i made that yesterday and I was struggling with it because doing it um it just felt wrong and weird and it was all all, all over the top so when I uh, showed up this morning, I decided to just go back to basics and make a vanilla walk cycle. Nothing fancy, no crazy characteristics, just vanilla. And I'm going to do the same with Boris. And then from there, I'm going to make decisions like how to spice it up, how to find their characters within that walk cycle. This has been a really long, boring rant. <laughs> Andy! No, no, but uh, this could be a good uh, uh, material for a video in the cloud, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Either comparing the walk cycles or... Yeah. So every every variation of the walk cycle, I will... Uh, well, the idea is that you make the vanilla first, and then you start making these variations that kind of spice up the walk cycle, using that as a basis. And every single one of those variations, I intend to uh, copy the entire scene. So I will always have like a legacy of scenes that have all these kind of different nice. uh, walk cycles. So that might be a really nice... Thing uh, for the cloud. Yeah, yeah. totally. Like, nice content. Hello, Andy Goralczyk. Mm. <laughs> for some reason, I'm craving for vanilla ice cream with uh, mm. strawberries right now. Mm. Nice. 
Wow. Because you keep saying vanilla. All yeah. The time. yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> what is the opposite of, of vanilla? Chocolate. That's <laughs> not the opposite. Like I like how quickly you came up with that. Yeah. Like you, you, you. Dark chocolate, yeah. maybe. Poo. Like the, <laughs> wow. the, the, the dark wow. what? What? chocolate. Well, if vanilla is the most bland, it's not people. bland. It's a uh, people. Well, okay. it's if I buy a vanilla ice cream, it better have vanilla flavor. Yeah. So you're saying the walk cycle you're making. It, it tastes like vanilla. That's what I'm saying. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> it is quite an experience sitting next to Hjalti while he's animating and licking his monitor at the same time. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can taste the purple. So, Andy, Andy, what have you been working on? Please, Andy. But vanilla is not purple. Please. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, no, it's my hallucinations. <laughs> okay, so I'm also working on the barbershop, and I'm working on the barbershop. I'm uh, modeling the interior, or more, yeah, I could say I'm designing the interior space, sort of, because um, all I'm doing right now is very rough. So, um, I'm spending some time adding in little details just to define the mood of everything, but I'm mainly trying to get an idea of how this whole space feels like because it's uh, it's a barbershop. Um, it's uh, in Amsterdam, and it's the entrance, spoilers, uh, to the underground layer of Wu Manchu, which uh, we have to foreshadow in a certain way. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I, the first thing I started with was uh, I took the first uh, layout set that Hjalti made. Um, I don't know how like how much Matthias is going to uh, stick to the to that first layer out, but yeah, it it seems like he is um, starting on using using it at least. Yeah. I, I sent him the file that you were working on. It, okay. I, I told yeah. him it was still work in progress, but he, at least he had a rough idea of like. I also it... gave him some renders yesterday. It was, ah, he was great. Super, Nice, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so uh, it's mainly how to define the mood of that uh, that space. So today I've been uh, modeling the barbershop chair, which was a lot of fun. So yeah, it's uh, it's something different from modeling characters. It's uh, you can go more crazy with uh, <laughs> yeah. You you don't you don't care about the topology. You can just bevel an entire edge, and it's fine. And because it's it's in the background. Eek, but don't you feel like a bit dead inside? <laughs> I, I don't like triangles on my no, no, own organic. Tri- oh, of course, I'm not putting in triangles. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. And, I, and he's now running through his computer to delete the all the triangles. The ah! <laughs> Never surrender to the triangles. <laughs> on the edge no, no, of the seat. Um, but yeah, I'm, you know, I don't have to worry so much about, you know, about... Uh, lip sync or the topology of oh yeah yeah how or something like start. that i can just go and cut an edge loop or something without thinking about the consequences so much which is uh, relaxing and uh awesome yeah so, and, and at the same time i mean it's a, it's uh it's supposed to be a very uh traditional style barbershop with a sort of a shady edge so um it's going to be crammed and full of props like that's yes. gonna that's gonna be so great. The next couple of weeks is just gonna be about putting in details, all those containers, bottles, newspapers, boxing gloves hanging from the ceiling. Nice. <laughs> and of course, we did a reference trip to the the uh, barbershop New York, which is in Rotterdam, uh, which was the 
how, how do you call it? Inspiration. Inspiration for this, yeah. Isn't it the actual place, even in the in, yeah. in the comic? Yeah, in the comic yeah. Hotel New York, of yeah. course. They go to Hotel New York, which is in Rotterdam. <laughs> a bit weird. Um, it keeps sounding like they, like yeah. we had this amazing business trip to Rotterdam. <laughs> <laughs> to visit Hotel New York in Rotterdam. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was kind of, it was great. It was, we it was met nice. Martin Lodewijk and we, talk, we chatted a lot about uh, the the design and uh, what kind of uh, feelings we wanted to, uh, how, how the, totally, how totally the, blanking right now, how, <laughs> how this movie should look like. Yeah. So is it uh, how stylized and everything and that kind of stuff. So yeah. And after that, after that, we visited the actual barbershop, New York barber. Yeah. But barbershop hotel. New, uh, I don't know how they call it. It's somewhere there. The barbershop next close close by underneath which is uh, <laughs> the, the, the inspiration for the thing that we're making right now which is in amsterdam but it's <laughs> but still it's a secret layer entrance so we're kind to of to a chinese yeah uh, yeah chinese uh, century old uh, uh queen that wants to rule the world again. Yeah, so this evil uh, criminal organization has many branches. Uh, <laughs> it has been franchised. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they're, uh, surprisingly enough, they keep using barbershops. You know, yeah, you yeah. would think that they would like to mix it up. They have a partnership with barbershops. Ah, yes. yeah, of course, of yeah. course. It's local businesses, so it's yeah. very good to get connected to the, you know, to the to the local community. So it's yeah. a great yeah. way to enter. Well, they bought all these chairs and they don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah, there are too many surplus of chairs. Yeah. 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 Ah, oh, that barbershop chair. I uh, in the comic, it's a different from the one from the one that uh, that there is in currently. And he's been struggling. Yeah, yeah, I've been struggling really because the I, it seems like in 2014 they changed the, the brand of chair because apparently the chair that they have right now it's a Dutch uh, chair. Uh, it's from the 50s, um, and you can get it on eBay basically. And I think that's why they have it because it's, it was easy to get three or four of these chairs because there used to be only three chairs back then. And when Martin drew the comic, it's actually a, a, a different type of chair which was uh, there, uh, which has been there for a longer time, and it has a square base. So I'm right now I'm trying to get like the similarity to the comic books closer, but at the same time keeping the top of those barber shops more to. The, the current one because that's what the what we have reference for. <sighs> wow, it's hard. So much I see. And it's hard. Like the base used to be square, and now it's round. <laughs> what am I gonna do? And I'm like, and he tried to make it square, and he's, he's like, doing, I can't. He, right now he's having these flashbacks from kindergarten, like, and there are these square holes, and he's trying to put a circle in it. And he's hammering away. It won't fit. And, and then the sensei is like, you know, just think outside the box, young grasshopper. <laughs> What is this? What was the solution again? I don't uh, know. I don't know. Yeah. When you're so, older, you I, can 3D print this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can 3D print your own solution. Yeah. Wow. Why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm. I keep thinking about uh, about model making, like actual model making, and uh, the the movies I love from the past, and and people have still built models, and model making is a storytelling process, and um, yeah, and like when you're going into CG, you're forgetting that you're model making, you're actually building things that tell a story and that have, uh, that have some meaning to them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm trying to get into that mindset right now. I and remember the first time somebody told me that it was like, mind yeah. blown. It's like, 
you're modeling a tool, so you have to tell a story. How it's how how do you use it? How the the mechanism? You have to think about that. Yeah. And the first time somebody told me, I was like, "What? That makes so much sense." <laughs> so as a thought experiment, I mean, you just imagine like one episode of Game of Thrones or whatever, and and imagine the props that they're using, and they have to t totally feel like they fit the story. Uh, if it's if it's an old shield that's already been scratched, how would those scratches fit? And if if you if they were all if everything was pristine and perfectly shiny and new, you just wouldn't buy it. Everything would feel a bit plasticky yeah. and a bit yeah. fake. Instead, they just covered it with blood. Blood, I guess. I don't know. That's what I've seen. Every yeah. time I see something, is blood and mud. And, and but even like like uh, behind uh, Pablo right now, there's a Wally poster, and just imagine. Uh, some of those bits and pieces that are there surrounding Wally, like the props he uses, uh, they have these distinct scratches from being worn down and used. And all those things add up to us looking at it for just a glimpse of a second and telling our brain, wow, that's been used or wow, that that thing you know, has a story behind it. Yeah, it has marks what it should have. And yeah. Everything. No. yeah. And, and for in the broader picture, it's also, uh, it's about the furniture of the space right now, which is also what I'm thinking about, because we want to evoke this feeling that this is a, a place that exists in Amsterdam. It's a sort of classy, but shady place. Yeah. So um, uh, I'm using sort of inspiration from the Amsterdam school, the Amsterdam School of Design, uh, um, which uh, have these very distinct-looking furniture designs. So some of the some of the uh, the furniture pieces are actually classic ones, and others are just bought after the fact. And there's a little Chinese-looking ugly sofa in the back, and <laughs> that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's just fun to think about that. You know, where to put stuff. Yeah, that was my week. <laughs> awesome. Great week. Yeah, we look forward to see the renders and the working progress yeah. on the cloud at the end of the week. It's going to be there. Yes. Awesome. It's great. Okay, then I think uh, we made it uh, all the way until the end. And the uh, the I end. remember there is a question on the cloud. On the cloud. Yeah, there is. Uh, <clears throat> well, there are nine comments. Wow. And uh, okay, some of them about uh, Annecy, about the app. Yes, we tried, we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> did we talk about how bad the app was? We, we did. Yeah, it's we terrible. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. can mention yeah. again. The my three G <laughs> wouldn't work, and then the Wi Fi was super flaky. And if I um, if I opened the app and I didn't have connection, all of a sudden I couldn't see the schedule. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Oh well, oh. that was that was iOS. Actually, I can say that Android, even in, in flight mode, you could open the app. It will yeah. tell you you can't do certain things like adding to favorites and stuff. Yeah. But the schedule was there. So yeah. at least in uh, on Android. So we tried. We tried. <laughs> tried really. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. But yes. So next uh, question. Well, it's not a question. It's a comment. There is a uh, forgotten fantasies. There is no more stats about Blender Cloud. I mean, the number of subscribers and the money income. The last screenshot is from yeah, the two 90s. old. Yeah. So are you planning to bring them with the the stats back? And how is the cloud? How is the, stat, the state of the cloud? How many subscribers? and visits and uh, do you have any plans for a company or team membership? Yeah, well, um, there is in the front page of the cloud for users that are not logged in. As a matter of fact, there is a tiny little indication of what's the current status of the cloud because we show the current number of subscribers. There is a little text that says join 2,000, 
157. I'm we checking wish, right now. Uh, <laughs> Can I uh, read you? Blender Cloud Join 1115. Yeah. Join us five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we have that little text. 986. Which, yeah. So we have that text. But uh, indeed, we always believed in being open and sharing the status of the cloud overall, because there are so many interesting numbers and so much interesting information that can be shared with no problems for privacy or things like that. And we really think it helps uh, to uh, people to perceive like the size, the size of the project, and if there is momentum and if we need growth and, and uh, stuff like that. So we plan to bring this back. We had it back in the days indeed, and uh, it was really fun. And of course, there are some technical challenges that go with it, but uh, we we are going to handle them and try to bring you back the the view of at least how many subscribers, the little trend, how it's been going, and also in terms of content, how big is the cloud, how many videos are there, how many gigabytes of data, how many terabytes of data, like yeah. right how many hundred thousands of assets are there, how many textures. So it's all very interesting because it gives you a... Uh, an idea of the size of the project and the amount of work that goes into it and the value that it has. So indeed, we really want to uh, get this back and we, of course, have to balance it with all the priorities. But this ranks pretty high. Yeah, yeah that pretty cool. And is, are, are there any plans for a company team membership? It's in the same question. Well, it's uh, quite early on. We have uh, educational subscriptions, so we provide access to groups and uh, usually we do this for groups of a certain size because uh, right now the process is not fully automated and uh, the way it works uh, depends very often on the teams. Some larger teams prefer to have IP-based access. Some have uh, preferred to have a dashboard where you can control which users have access. So it's really custom and uh, we uh, provide that service and we provide solutions only if it's... Uh, uh, of a certain size. So small teams currently um, have to all have an account. Um, but of course, having a way to manage multiple uh, people working on the same project and having only one user managing the billing and the financial part is desirable. And uh, we keep that on the roadmap. But also, again, there are some technical things that need to be solved first on our store side. Yeah. yeah, but if you have a studio or a company, hundred people, and want to give them cloud access, get yeah. in touch. Yeah. We're gonna be more we, than we, happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have done that with a couple of universities uh, that wanted access for fifty to hundred people, and uh, we worked it out with no problem. So it's definitely possible. But uh, we only we we do this is written on the website actually, so yeah. you can get in touch with us and we figure something out really quick. Yeah, and that's it with the with the with the questions. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I think that makes it. Yeah. for today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for following us and Thank see you. you next week with the Blender Institute podcast. Bye-bye. Uh, You've been listening to the Blender Institute podcast brought to you by the Blender Cloud. Is your rain dash only giving you falling men? Try triple Charleston on the cloud. Go to cloud.blender.org.